Streaming to the world and beyond. To the world and beyond. You're listening to the Credit Authority Podcast with Rhonda Kulch. Join Rhonda as she gives advice on market updates and predictions in today's economy, setting you on the right path to financial success. It all begins with proper diagnosis, analysis, and personalized planning to achieve credit and financial health and stability. Rhonda interviews the top experts in their fields to find the answers you're looking for. Sit back and relax or take notes. All your questions are about to be answered. Get ready to live your best life with Rhonda Kulch. And welcome back to another episode of The Credit Authority. Once again, I am your host, Rhonda Kulch. We always want to thank our sponsors. So thank you so much to Equity First. If you are experiencing credit and or financial challenges, feel free to reach out to any one of their trained professionals. They are there to help assist you and provide you a free action plan. They are bilingual and nationwide. They could be reached by dialing 631-714-4822 and talk about credit and financial challenges. Let's bring in our next guest, Chris Morbido with Interstate Home Loans. How are you? Doing well. Thank you, Rhonda. So you know the market when the interest rates are high and the credit is low... You know, it makes for a recipe of disaster. But on our way into the studio today, I heard some good news that the market is getting better. Yes. So tell me what is hot today, hot off the press when we were on our way in. Well, the thing, the big news out there in the market right now is that CPI data was released this morning and uh, it was expected to be 8% year over year. It came in at 7.7, which was a surprise. Um, a positive surprise. Uh, previous to this, you know, inflation kept ticking up. Everybody was concerned about interest rates. It moves rates higher. The good news is, is today it showed that it started to peak. Hopefully, we'll see with confirmation of future data. But the implication is, mortgage rates came down quite a bit today. So you know, when something like that happens, right? Your, I feel like clients are so fickle right? You know, I'm using the best guy, my guy's got my back, but then the market moves and all of a sudden you're not the best guy anymore. It's like, Chris, you should have known better. What were you thinking not locking me in? And then the market comes down and they're like, Chris, you should have known better. Why did you lock me in? So talk to me a little bit about that scenario and how do you handle the clients in this ever-changing market? Yeah, that's a very good question and it is something that comes up a lot. Um, The truth of the matter is, is that you know, realistically, everybody's rates across the board, all mortgage companies, all lenders are relatively within the same space on any given day, right? Everybody goes to the same place to lend money. Um, however, what I could say is, is that having the right team between the realtor, if you're using credit repair, lender, lawyer, having the right team put in place to appropriately guide you through the process is what's going to make it smoother. So in terms of you know, how did, you know, you not know that rates were going to go lower or go higher, you know, that, that, that goes to the cliche saying of nobody has a crystal ball, right? Mm, yeah. Um, so I, I, I think the focus needs to be on having a smooth transaction with knowing all of the possibilities and avenues that things can go, um, you know, understanding your contract, understanding what your process, down payment, et cetera, is, what kind of hiccups may come up theoretically and how to handle them. Um, and just appropriately inform and guide the customer through the process. With the rate thing, 
at some point, people need to decide to lock in their rates, right? So if somebody had locked in a couple of days ago, you know, now they might be thinking to themselves, well, you know, can I get a lower rate? And honestly, in many cases, you we are able to reduce a rate that had already been locked in. Um, so, you know, we look to see if that's an opportunity that we could do for somebody. And sometimes whether or not, you know, not to say if it makes sense, but you don't want to pull the trigger too quickly if you're still expecting probably a downward cycle. Absolutely. Right. You know, we've seen it and I've seen it with clients on our side. Um, Obviously, you know, clients have come to us from your firm. So we thank you. But on the flip side, what we're looking at is clients that have come to us and they're prepping for the day that they can get into contract and purchase, but they've been priced out because the market has changed so dramatically. So the good news for you is you'll have a really great borrower (laughs) that's ready, willing, and able when the time comes. But for now, when we're speaking to clients and we're watching the market, I think a lot has to do with accountability and how you're handling the client and setting the expectations, especially for that lock-in, right? Yeah. So when you are sitting with a client and you have a day like today when the market is getting better, do you make the recommendation for the lock-in or are you looking at how much time before their contract expires? Like what goes into you telling them, hey, now may be the right time? Yeah, absolutely. It's a very good question. And to touch on uh, something that you said first, um, that's why uh, I enjoy working with you so much because... um, The ability to take a client who maybe isn't able to get approved and then send them your way and then they're in a position where they can be or maybe make the improvement to the credit that makes the marginal difference on what rates they do qualify for makes a real impact in people's ability in their lives. As far as when do you lock in all of this? It it really does come down to the contract. So the, my approach basically is, you know, we get a contract in. First thing is read the contract with the customer. Of course, their lawyer is the primary on that and guides them legally. But from a lending perspective, I want to know when is their honor about date. In New York, that gives everybody contractually an additional 30 days. You can lock interest rates for 30, 45, 60, uh, 75, 90 days. Um, you want to make sure that you're locked through 30 days past their honor about, because if you don't, then they can expose themselves to extension costs, which can get quite costly. So again, my specific approach is first things first, educate the customer, provide value in terms of understanding what the different options are. Um, You know, you just got into contract, your honor about date is 60 days out, you're 90 days away from the 30 days past, we can lock you for 90 days at this rate, you can wait if you expect rates to go lower, I would say in the current environment, it may be a good move to lock on a day like today, considering we've had such a reprieve. Um, If you're a distance away from your honor about that might expose you to interest rate extensions, I think it's smart to understand, well, how much can those extensions actually cost you so that the customer is always in a position to make uh, an educated decision. The job is really about providing information, guiding them and allowing them to make the decision that makes the most sense for them in their situation. So you just hit on something that was important, the cost to lock. So if I am a consumer banking with you or banking at my local institution where my savings is held, there's a cost to lock your loan. And what what creates that cost and does it vary based on the time parameters for that lock-in? That's an excellent question. So we do not charge to actually lock a rate. There's no fee to lock a rate. 
But, you know, without getting too technical in some some heavy finance, there's an aspect to interest rates referred to as term structure. How long is something a rate for? How long is it locked for? Shorter term locks are cheaper in quotes, meaning that you might actually get an eighth lower on your interest rate if you only want to lock for 30 days. If you wanted to lock for 90 days or 75 days, it may be an eighth higher in rate. So you might be talking about, you know, 675 versus, you know, uh, 6875, um, depending on the term of the lock. Um, what complicates that is, is the length of time that you have until your uh, on or about date is. So that's why it's important to provide all the information and give the customers some examples, because if the lock expires, it can cost money to extend. Now, what about if I wanted to lock in a rate, but I wanted to lock in longer at a specific rate? Can I pay the difference of the cost of that lock? 100%. Absolutely. That, that, that aspect is discount points. Okay. You know, so 75-day lock, maybe it's, you know, 6.875 on a day like today or something around there. Um, but, you know, I want to get 6.5 or 6.75 or something like this. There is a cost that you can pay out of pocket in order to lock in that lower rate for a longer period of time. That is correct. So with so much marketing and advertising around, I want to say almost the competitive nature of the industry, how do you handle clients that come to you and say, Chris, I really like you. My realtor referred me. My attorney referred me. I've heard nothing but great things about you. But I saw that the credit union last week online was offering X, Y, and Z. How do you have those conversations? Because I feel like there's an underlying level of you got, you're walking the line with that. Oh, there absolutely is. There absolutely is. You know, you help a customer get pre-approved. You guide them through the process every week, every weekend, reviewing different scenarios, helping them get into contract. And then inevitably people will shop around, which they should. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think the most appropriate thing to do is is to make sure everybody is always comparing apples to apples. Most people don't realize, but uh, there's uh, many variables that go into what rates somebody qualifies for. Um, there's seven, nine-ish variables that determine what somebody qualifies for. Um, I think it's important to understand, you know, whatever you're seeing somewhere else, is it the criteria that you are? You know, you want to compare apples to apples. So, for example, if I'm seeing a credit union post a rate that might just seem too unrealistic, the fine print should read for a 50LTV banking here with 200000 in savings with a 780 credit score and a full doc loan. Exactly. And what's the term of that lock? <laughs> exactly. To add on top of it, what's right. the term of that lock? So a lock does go into it, which I love. So for the sake of time, um, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and I hope that our guests did as well. Chris, how does somebody reach out to you? Um, you can give me a call or a text, uh, mobile phone number 516-965-4925. You can see me online at interstatehomeloans.com. And does, if, does anybody want to follow you? How do they follow you on social media? Instagram, Christopher underscore Morabito. I love it. So with that said, once again, we are in studio today with Chris Morabito, Interstate Home Loans, giving us an entire understanding of the back end of the mortgage system and the rate locks. So again, hoping to provide you a ton of value. Stay tuned where you are. We are getting ready to come up with our next guest. And once again, thank you to Equity First, credit or financial problems. Feel free to reach them at 631-714-4822. 
Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and tell your family and friends about the show. Join us next time for another exciting episode of the Credit Authority Podcast with Rhonda Kulch.